0: Everybody, it's what's so with Coco Molder, and it is the second day of March. And uh, I dropped my kids off today, and of course, they are celebrating Dr. Seuss's birthday, which is cool. But here's the cool thing about the month of March. It's also my birthday month, the whole month. Yes, I try to celebrate the whole month. I may not do anything extravagant, but I do love the fact that I am in the month where we face the spring time. So, what so is that this past weekend, I spent a four-day opportunity in boston yes boston i along with three of my colleagues friends we went over to boston and we went over to harvard yes harvard so we hung out at harvard right um and we went over for a conference a conference of color the department of uh, their department of education harvard school of education put on a um 100-year past, future, present um, program conference surrounding what people, their alumni have been doing in the world of education in their communities. And they have the opportunity to come back and talk about the research or projects that they are a part of. And one of our colleagues, Tomoko Wakabayashi, is um, one of our good friends who is an alum at Harvard so we tagged along with her and we presented our our work on uh resilience Pontiac um Pontiac resilience the the resilience of Pontiac the city of Pontiac here in Michigan um where they have you know roughly maybe 60,000 people uh in their city and they went from a city that had essentially four high schools down to one now they had um three middle schools down to one now and they had at least two elementary schools on each side of town and they are down to essentially maybe four or five and so that tells you that not only has the city lost some of its population but there has been an overhaul in um their education platform and I know because they did, they were in receivership. And anybody who knows about receivership, the state takes over your school district and basically, you know, tells you how to get out of debt. And if you don't get out of debt, then you essentially don't need to be a school district. Well, we have been um, really, really talking about trauma informed care. I know you guys can probably go back and hear some of my uh, podcasts are, uh, related to trauma. But we you know, have been capturing the stories of resilience in the city of Pontiac. And it's amazing how when you give people a defined term of what they may be experiencing, it changes their whole outlook on life. Not saying that it's everyone that changes, but some people uh, will change because now they realize like, oh, this is what that is. Maybe, just maybe, if I impacted that area of my life, then I, I could make some uh, formalized changes well that's what we've been doing and we have been doing it hardcore right there's no stopping us so I think that systematically if you are able to help a group of individuals great but if you are able to help all of those individuals on a larger scale then you can change the dynamics of the city right so our focus has been early childhood like if we can reach the zero to five then we can reach their parents and then we can help them with tools for parenting because of course parenting is not easy nobody gives you a book and say hey read this book and if you read this book and study you'll be the best parent ever no because we're not medical doctors that's what medical doctors do if you read these books if you study this then you will you know practice you know all of these surgeries and yada 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 and then you specialize in your heart surgeon right that's medicine parenting is not medicine parenting is being given an opportunity to shape and mold a child and so if all you've seen in your lifetime as you were being shaped as a child is negative 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 it's kind of hard for you to be a parent and be positive 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 no matter what you're seeing it's the experiences right that make a difference and so um, a group of us you know cross culturally and cross uh, professions um, nonprofits um, behavioral health supports all of these things are at the table talking about how to make Pontiac stronger how to help Pontiac build resilience because the city itself is very resilient, considering that General Motors pulled out of the city, leaving it devastated. That's just true. If you don't believe me, Google it, look at how the city has been impacted by General Motors pulling out their plants, closing essentially their plants, um, and leaving it barren. And so for, for years, the GM plants sat empty there was no companies buildings there was nobody on those properties and you know if you don't have businesses you don't have tax uh, revenue and so therefore a wasteland and then i could go on about you know the city because we do have a mayor there and we do have a city council and i don't know you know i really i really don't have any things negative to say but I don't have anything positive to say either about city management you know because they also were in receivership so they had a appointed a a governor appointed uh, overseer for a while before they were given back the reins of the city and again I don't have anything positive or negative to say on that I just know that the city itself is also in a little bit of trouble considering that they are out of receivership too. So now here we have the city out of receivership and you have the school district out of receivership. And so with that, you begin to rebuild your um, resilience. And so anywho, we went over to Boston and we went over to Harvard and uh, we talked about our work, like the work that we're doing by sharing what resilience is, by looking at a defined definition of trauma, informing people that if you understand your own trauma, then you can help the next person, right? It takes a village. We've heard, I think I've heard that my whole life. And I did have a village, amen for that. But everybody doesn't have a village. Everybody doesn't have um, an innate uh, calling to seek help, right? because traditionally you've been told culturally or not that seeking help is is a problem right when we know it is not a problem until you crack and snap crackle pop on somebody and you don't know why right It's just built up built up built up and as a behavioral health specialist myself i know what that looks like when you get to the last point of you know reference right, so anywho, we were over there talking about all of the hard work we have been doing in the city of Pontiac, working with the school system, working with the uh, city, working with nonprofits, working with different agencies on understanding how you can build resilience in young people, how you can build resilience in families. How you can build resilience in businesses. How you can build resilience in the overall establishment. And then your city can make a turnaround. Your school system can make a turnaround. And so uh, me and my girlfriend, Tomoko Wakabayashi, are going over to a meeting today with the school uh, district uh, to do their culture and climate meeting. Because we uh, spent some time at the high school. Remember I told you they're down to one high school. We spent some time over at the high school with 64 behavioral health support specialists uh, doing um, screening the film resilience, as well as breaking out in sessions to kind of see in real time what the kids are experiencing and how we can be of assistance and what they need, like what they need. You have to do a needs assessment to see how you can reach these young people. Because if we don't, right? we are going to see some devastating um, backlash from it because when kids don't have anything to look forward to or look, you know, work towards, they become those adults that have no desire or whatsoever to be productive citizens. And if I'm lying, I'm flying. So anyway it was so fun hanging out over there in boston and riding the subway and you know when you come from a little small city little small towns where everybody knows everybody to go into a city like boston and there's like skyscrapers and it's in the subway and you know public transportation and all of that kind of stuff it is like amazing it is (laughs) i mean it is amazing um we tried to get the cheers, too, but it, it just, we were so, I mean, all of that walking we did, you know, it wears on you, especially when it's cold. It was colder in Boston than it was in Michigan, personally, but whatever. Um And shout out to Boston Public Schools because we stopped by Boston Public Schools out the gate. Soon as we got off the plane, we went over to Boston Public Schools to just... Um, you know, drag their brains to see, you know, the work that they're doing. They're doing some amazing things in Boston Public Schools. So if you are thinking about being a teacher and you're trying to figure out where you want to go teach, go to Boston, hint, hint, plug, plug, Uh, because they have figured out a way to draw people over there to their districts and they are doing amazing things with children um, zero to five. We did stop by the um, Children's Museum. Oh, that was hilarious right because here are four uh, women with no children going into a children's museum right and it it was very interesting because they asked us for our IDs and told us you know like you don't have any kids and we're like no we're just coming to see the museum and it's like but you don't have any you're not meeting any children and we were like no we're coming to see the museum Um, and I think the lady was like, well, like that's stupid. (laughs) And so anyway, we ended up giving the lady our IDs, getting these badges because they have an unaccompanied uh, adult policy, right? If you don't have children, then I guess you're a weirdo. I don't know. And you just can't be an elementary teacher or a preschool teacher or, you know, somebody who works with children and you want to see what their children's museum looks like, but whatever um but it's a it's a a really really um neat place to take your children so if you're heading out to boston and you take the kids with you make sure that you stop by the um children's museum um it's more suited for children zero to five um maybe zero to seven uh than any you know anything older so that was cool uh and then we checked out um yeah the boston tea party we talked we checked out the boston tea party so they got this boston tea party museum um it was pretty pricey personally and so when she told us what the what the price of uh the tickets were (laughs) we were like -uh." but you could go into the gift shop and you could go into the tea room and, and and try the teas, the five teas that they were throwing over the you know over into the harbor um it's a really neat place um they have some amazing um things to see there um they let you go on the the, uh, ship i guess a replica of one of the ships that um they threw the, the tea away on i guess um but we didn't get a chance to go into that but anywho, it probably is you know neat to hear people you know from that time period talking about the boston tea party so if you have you know history buffs like my kids are history buffs that's kind of neat i did want to do the paul revere trail like you can you follow the pathway of paul revere i think that's kind of fascinating so of course you know for me i'm like ooh, that's kind of cool so when i go back there there's certain things that i'd like to um i'd like to see but yeah boston is very neat right um we stayed on the MIT uh, side of Boston, so MIT, Tufts, and Harvard are all in the same uh, space. It's so it's so neat, um, but not like it is here, where all of the the universities and, and stuff are like separate, and you know that you're on one campus from another. And these campuses are built right within the city. Like it is, it is really it's really neat. Um, but anywho that's what I did this weekend in Boston. Um, and it is a, I didn't know that Boston was a sanctuary city. And so you can see that it is also, um, it's that way that it is a sanctuary city, that the number of culturally diverse individuals in that city is just, it's just beautiful. Um, whereas here, nah, it ain't nothing sanctuary about this state <laughs> it is funny because people were talking to us and um they they kind of know that like you know they they've done their research like they read our research prior to coming you know to see our poster presentation in our session or whatever and it was amazing to hear the things that people had looked up prior to coming to talk to us so i thought that was neat and um and then i ran into some duval county folks uh, that actually uh, worked with my, my one of my good uh, girlfriends who teaches in uh, Jacksonville, her sister. And so they were running this campaign called I Am Not a Gang Member. And it was good to hear that these kids had decided that they didn't want to be judged and labeled. And they, they'd done a lot of work. You know, to to accomplish that, and then the system switched on them because now you don't have kids getting arrested, now you don't have kids getting in trouble, and these kids are really, you know, these black men, these black boys are making a decision to not be labeled and not be um, um, targeted. And after talking with them, um, and, and why they're running this, why they were there at this conference. This conference of color is because they wanted people to know that you can create a program where kids can overcome however you also have to be prepared for people to be upset that you are making these changes oh shit sorry somebody just hit a car and i am parked holy smokes oh my goodness so anywho on that note i will leave you all I am hoping that everybody has a blessed day and that you all do a random act of kindness. That just really blew my mind right there. And usually I'm driving and I'm so glad that I'm not driving because that accident just happened. I'm parked at a Tim Hortons, of course, because they don't have Tim Hortons in Boston. But anywho, you all be well.